welcome back to another episode of It looks wow. like you're screaming into a big strawberry ice cream cone. Yummy! <laughs> lactose intolerant, but... Are you lactose intolerant too? <laughs> no, but I'm not. But ice cream hurts my tummy. The best lactose. Wow. I don't know. I uh, I get the <laughs> I get the farts from ice cream, and I get yeah, me too. And then it gets worse. And the poo comes out as like flakes in a liquid. Well, it's let's really hold gross. up just a second. We're getting pretty personal. You don't get the flakes. The flakes. You don't get the flakes. The flakes. Get um, the fuck out of here, Joey. You don't get the flakes. This guy doesn't get the flakes over here coming out of his ass for his ice cream. What do you mean you don't get the flakes? Come on. Can I just say something? Joey, get back here. Don't go with the flakes. Anna Maria Belladonna Teresa, come in here. Your husband doesn't get the flakes for the ice cream. Open up your ass, Joey. Let me see those flakes forming. (laughs) Open up your ice cream ass. (laughs) Let me put the ice cream directly in like with a syringe. Then we'll see some flakes. (laughs) Here, I shot some ice cream into Joey's ass. All right, let's go to let's go to Chuck E. Cheese and wait till the flakes form. No, let's go to pizza. You were right no, the first time. <laughs> Listeners, do not adjust your sets. You, uh, your 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 TV and radio haven't uh, blown up. What's happening is that Evil Man has a guest this week, and you didn't even give Paolo. us a chance to introduce oh, you. Right. Who are we joined by? <clears throat> we're joined by David Dean Porter from America. Rodrigo Stoll. No, who am I? David Dean Porter. If if you've heard of um, the Late Late Show with James Corden, David was a writer. Yeah. If you've heard of Magic for Humans on Netflix, David was the head writer. And if you've heard of Nine Eleven, <laughs> David. Well, let's wait. not go there. <laughs> David, over David and I met the day after 9-11. Yeah. Oh, phew. Yeah, it was really weird. Wow. James kept saying, Muhammad Ada, I told him to wait. <laughs> you know 9-11? Yeah, yeah. Those were all just actors. <laughs> well, they those say- buildings were from central casting. Yeah, those buildings were actors. <laughs> Trauma can't forge friendships. Before we get going, I just want to say a special shout out to hardcore evil men friend and guest of the podcast, Aaron Eves. Congratulations, Congratulations. Aaron! And also, Steph! And Steph Callender! To a lesser extent. To a lesser extent. They just, but I just mean Aaron's been on the, the podcast, yeah. but yes. 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 And Steph should be on the podcast. The reason why we're congratulating them is because they just gave birth Got to their second child, chicken. and oh. their child was conceived the day after 9-11. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 20, year 22 years in the making. Oh, yeah. It came out of college grad, like James and I, who both got college degrees. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh oh. It's eggheads versus naturals. <laughs> That's naturals. me and Chris. Mike and I have street knowledge. Yeah, we're, I'm a street Diner, guy. St. George, Bathurst, we know them all. I give off a street wise vibe. You do. Uh, to, to everyone in the library. <laughs> That's just a little comment on the way I come across. <laughs> well, everyone in my download circle thinks that I'm one of the smartest guys in it. You are one of the smartest guys I know. In our mutual download circle? Yeah. 
Yes, and just in my life. What like the hell's your download circle? <sighs> Explain a download circle to Mike. Please. Oh, God, Mike. Why'd you ask? Is it when me? guys get together in a locker room and download a, um, a cookie? A rip kids? of a DVD? It started way back at UFT. <laughs> It's U of T, not U F T. It's U F T in my opinion. <laughs> University of fucking Toronto nerds. <laughs> all right, all right. I see. Where Chris this went is to uh, Dalhousie, I think, that's and true. you partied, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what Chris says. <laughs> yes, so that funny. is right. I did go to university, <laughs> and okay? Then I partied. I party hardied, as my late Uncle Bill would say. Uh, is that the solar panel guy? No. Um, that was actually a family friend, but I tri- changed it to Uncle when I did the, did the old stand-up bit. Mm-hmm. So it seemed closer. The joke was, it's not a bald spot, it's a solar panel for a sex machine. Yeah. yeah. It's not an you know uncle. Same family friend is clunky in a stand-up yeah, bit, so I say uncle. Yeah. yeah. Saying beloved uncle in an Indian accent. <laughs> Don't do you son of a bitch! <laughs> Smile, you son of a bitch! Smile, you horny little devil! So, David, what brings horny. you to what brings you to Canada? <laughs> <laughs> I actually came here to watch uh, a woman I've had my eye on for quite a long time. I've Get got married my to James. Eye on <laughs> you. Realized that the door was closing forever. Yes, yeah, sorry about that, uh, but uh, yeah, David came for my wedding, and he's still here in Toronto. And you. So some of us, a month ago, some of us stayed in hotels. On a plane. David, some oh, of us, yeah. some of us stayed in hotels for James and Ebony's wedding. <laughs> yeah. Some people camped, yeah. but you did something sort of in between, didn't you? Yeah, I took a fresh new approach to accommodation. What I did was I found an Airbnb mm-hmm. that was in a what they called a tiny home. It was kind of like a cargo container with some wood panel wallpaper and like a bed that folds down. Sounds adorable. Yeah. Well, you know, I thought it would be nice. It the lot they had like a electronic lock which the battery was dead on so i spent a lot of time outside <laughs> waiting for someone to come and let me in and then tiny um, living there was of course a note left for me explaining that the chemical toilet in the place had been disconnected <laughs> because it was too much of a hassle and right. so if i wanted to use the bathroom i had two options the first option was the outhouse and the second option was the woods and it went on to describe how there is no experience more freeing or rewarding than going to the bathroom in the forest and i did try to use the outhouse but it was uh toxic it was not good and david if you don't mind me sharing this at the wedding, we rented like outdoor bathrooms, oh, yeah, like tried. A stalls, <laughs> I tried so um, trailers. <laughs> yeah, and uh, for those of you in Hollywood, it was like a classic Starlink outdoor bathroom. Exactly, and um, we were sort of you know discouraging people from using the house toilets because there's too many people. And but David said, James, would you mind if I use the toilet in the house? Oh, and I was like, sure. And he's like. It's a long story. I don't want to get into it, but my Airbnb doesn't have a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Ontario. Yeah. I also and DDP you. would go. David's also known as DDP. Yeah, those are my initials. DDP would go to the Best Western to ship. Still do. Can I ask? You I, just love, I love the idea. I love the. The idea of you, David, coming from Hollywood, California, <laughs> ending up at a 
tiny Airbnb with no toilet. Oh, and, and it was under. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say it was under a chestnut tree, and it was the time of year when the chestnuts ripened. So all night I was getting like shotgun blasts on the tin roof of this place, and it sounded like. And I thought I kept waking up as I was falling asleep, thinking someone's banging on the right. door. Is what it sounded. Well, like. the love shack don't have a toilet. Shotgun blasts are heard. When I tossed and turned in bed. <laughs> That's from Mama's and Nokia. Oh, this is, um, I wanted to ask you a Hollywood question. Is that okay? You can go ahead and ask. A, I don't know Peter Griffin personally. Well, out of all of our close friends who are in the entertainment industry, you're definitely the most Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm definitely. I eat at Menzies. What's that place called? Menchies? Oh, that the deli. Men chose. I don't know. There's some yeah. famous okay. ladies. Musso and Frank know me by name. Uh, oh, that's very nice. Yeah, but this is not. This is I've crashed on David's couch in West Hollywood with gum with burning gums from that's, a chemical burn. That's true. You had a chemical burn in Hollywood. Yeah. Sorry for the digression. I <laughs> I tried some weird mouthwash and I and I burned my gums. It had some funny reaction and I was dying. Like not dying, but I was in so much pain. And you, David, was really kind and. Uh, that, your podcast, yeah. Party of Four. <laughs> yeah. And I was in so much pain, and David very kindly took me to the pharmacy. Our other friends there didn't seem to care that I was in so much pain, but David really took took a minute and said, let's get you some help from this the pharmacy. This is the most glamorous Hollywood story. I know, all. I know. So I didn't know what was going on. I just knew my gums were in pain. And so I flew home, went to an emergency dentist, and they were like, everything's fine. It's just your gums are burned. Yeah. Weird. So it wasn't like Listerine or no. It was some. I was. We went to Whole, like Foods, Whole Foods, L.A. Oh my goodness! Right? And I tried some fancy. I don't know why I did it. I tried a fancy mouthwash. I guess yeah. I was riding high, being in <laughs> West Hollywood. Coconut <laughs> Joe's tropical berry. Something dumb like yeah, that. And it had like uh, licorice and anchovy well, and whatever. That's yeah. how Marilyn Monroe was discovered by trying a new fancy <laughs> mouthwash. So. Why yeah. That's how Marilyn Manson was finally busted. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they took him down. I remember the morning after James and Ebony's wedding, David, you showed up and you were like, I was regulating how much liquid and food I was intaking so I wouldn't have to use the bathroom in the dead of night. <laughs> <laughs> the terror. You have no idea the terror of in the... There was no light. It was like pitch black. There was no light. And then it was a like a coffin full of shit. To not go to the bathroom. Well, pee wasn't a problem. Peeing in the woods, I could handle. Sure, is easy. going into a fucking like old keep that r- mic by you. Old. Oh yeah, it does. Okay. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Huff puff. Huff puff. Does it work? Okay. Um, going into like a pitch black enclosed hole in the ground, full of shit, <laughs> just oh, wasn't yeah. something I wanted. Oh, you didn't to do. like you didn't like that idea. No, that's why. I, <laughs> I didn't want to. Shit. I thought I would fall. I genuinely thought I would fall in, or my phone would fall in, and then I would have to go oh. down after it. Some people don't like outhouses, but I love them. Imagine if that, <laughs> if that had happened. If, heaven forbid, if you had died by drowning in shit, your wedding would forever be haunted <laughs> by. It'd be like the anniversary of the best day of your life, and also a sad memory of when your friend <laughs> came from Hollywood and drowned in a vat of shit. The best day of your life, and also the funniest day. <laughs> Question I want to ask you. So All still right. On the topic, did you ever shit beside James Corden? <laughs> like intentionally, or just you know you were in the you using the bathroom. bathroom at the same time? 
Um, he had his own bathroom, um, and I never got to see it, and so I did not shit. I shat within a hundred feet of James Corden, but no. there are millions of people that could probably make <laughs> that claim. I have as. <laughs> Have, has anyone here been been in a bathroom with a famous person, like next to someone at a urinal? I peed was... beside uh, Dave Chappelle at Just for Last. That's kind of cool. Bruce yeah. Valanche came to my high school and <laughs> <laughs> took, a took a shit, and I took a shit at the same time. Chris was Dave... tapping his foot on the ground next to me. <laughs> was Dave Chappelle smoking in the bathroom as he's known to do on stage? Yeah, he put the cigarette out and pissed he on. He was it. smoking in the boys' room. <laughs> yes, indeed. I don't know. That's how I actually go. This isn't a, a good one unless you watch sports TV, but I peed right next to TSN host Gino Retta. <laughs> if you know him, you know him. And I honestly did think about peeking, and I didn't. But I genuinely was like, it'd be interesting to see. He was I taking a dump at the time? No, or? no, we were standing next oh. to each other at urinals. <laughs> and I thought... Over I, the- I, I, no. <laughs> I was standing in the urinal. Over the top. <laughs> I, no, I, I thought about I'm going. Sure, yeah, I didn't accidentally glance to see Dave Chappelle's weenus because mm. then I would have been roasted alive. Oh yes, yeah. by the master, just yeah. like Elon Musk. Remember when he he brought Elon Musk out in San Francisco and everyone booed him and he walked around being like, "I'm rich, bitch. Uh, uh, I guess I'd better go ruin everyone's favorite show uh, website there." Uh, <laughs> You ever noticed that gays are like this and gays are like that? <laughs> when you said that you peed next to, who was it? Gino Retta. Oh, because you said TSN's Gino He's Retta. A, he I hosts thought, like a I hockey thought, show. <laughs> you were going to say T.S. Eliot. <laughs> like the only celebrity I've peed next to is Wordsmith T.S. Eliot, author of The Wasteland and the love but song Jail for Proof. If you see what Gino Retta looks like, you'll get why I sort of wondered what his penis... Is he, is he an Irishman named Gene Oretta? No, he is, I'm going to guess, maybe an Italian guy. And his oh. first name is Gino and his last name is Reda, R-E-D-A. Is he a member of the Human Geno Project? <laughs> no, that's not Geno Reda. Chris showed me a picture of a young hunk. G-I-N-O-R-E-D-A-T-S-N. No disrespect. The guy, young I'm hunk. sure, is, I mean, in his day, was definitely a, uh, an attractive dude. I he had a next face to, like uh, melted lead. That's a, Gino Reda. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, his yeah. face like melted lead. <laughs> oh, I was going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, speaking of a young hunk, I pissed next to an old hunk, Yaroslav Hunka, the ninety-eight year old uh, <laughs> Nazi who was recently honored in the House of Commons. That's Canada. awesome. Where did, where was that, Mike? Uh, in the House of Commons, I was there. I was uh, part of the uh, his retinue, and uh, we had a great time after the. Uh, you were one of his ceremony. attendants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a big swastika cake for the guy. Oh my god! How Beautiful. can like how could people not go? Here is this man, and he fought against us in World War II. Like, we were on the side of the Russians. Apparently, when everyone was clapping for him... They were uh, doing it ironically? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great, great job, job in World War II. No, that was a comment. He shit himself, because he's like, what, 89? 98. Yeah. 98. Oh, Sorry, flipped I it around. That. Yeah. He's um, got 98 problems. Um, <laughs> some of the uh, government officials started wiping his ass. Then they found out he was... A Nazi, and they all yelled, "Stop wiping his ass right now!" <laughs> and they left the job half finished because they were like, "Oh, he's a, oh." 
wow. <laughs> and legends, well, good. legends good. say that to this day you can still see him in the House of Commons after dark looking for <laughs> toilet paper. He's going to be like Anne Boleyn with his like ghost walking around with his pants around his <laughs> ankles and shit dripping out of it. Yeah, we need yeah. A, we need better ghosts. We have three ghosts right now, right? We have the ghost of Meech Lake. <laughs> I remember, yeah, yeah. Was was it, I remember the ads for that? I believe, and Preston Manning in the ad would say, "For the love of Canada, vote no." <laughs> do you guys uh, do you guys know who Preston Manning is? You listeners out there, is he Eli Manning or is that someone different? Oh, it's his dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's Peyton Manning's uh, stepdad and Eli Manning's real dad. Okay. Wow, Preston Manning's face just came back. Oh, yeah, if you're if you're not Mr. Canadian, Mr. Kretchen. If you're not Canadian, he was an, a 1990s Canadian politician, a leader of a far right wing party, the yeah, Reform like Party, a, a separatist yeah, yeah. party, almost. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. on a Canadian satirical show called Air Farce on CBC, they had a lot of fun with impressions of him <laughs> because he sounded like. Oh, I'm Preston Manning. <laughs> He, he made looked him. like his mother still fed him vanilla yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> still fe- like spoon fed him yeah. and then yeah, this wiped a little bit off the bottom lip when it got a little spilled on his chest. This motherfucker made Mr. Peanut look like an alpha male. What? Good, that's good, Mike. <laughs> what kind of um what kind of shit filled ghost should Canada have? Well, the old Nazi when he fucking died. Yes. It's waddling around with his pants. Yeah. Or- oh shit. Shit is all over my racist pants. Oh, Hitler would never accept this. <laughs> he was very tidy. What an accent. <laughs> the Uber shit. The brown shirts. Now I'm the brown pants. Even the Uber man shits his pants when he's 98. <laughs> Don't you think that he's... <laughs> Regardless of whether his family was proud of what he did in the war... Wouldn't his family have been like, hey, Grandpa, maybe you should uh, not mm. go to be honored in the House of Commons because people are going to find out who you fought with? Maybe he That's never really told anyone. Maybe, maybe before he, just he left to like, the House of Commons, he said, yo, I fucks with Canada. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were like websites that had his name and his whole story on them for years. Like you, yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. You'd think he'd be like, yeah, my grandfather was in the war, but don't look into it. <laughs> You wouldn't be yeah, like, but don't, but don't yeah, look into yeah. it. You wouldn't literally show up to be honored, and then yeah. well, my grandmother, or grandmother, oh, I fucked it up. I can't tell that joke anymore. But it did involve uh, the wolf's lair, <laughs> <laughs> Hitler's <laughs> castle. Um, no, what other ghosts would be good? We need some good ghosts. We have the old Nazi shitting his pants in the House of Commons. That's the ghost, ghost of number Link. one. Um, the ghost of um, Joey Jeremiah from Degrassi. The ghost of Joey Jeremiah's uh, music career. Well, Joey Jeremiah's still alive, but Wheels is not. Wheels died? Yeah. Phil Moorhead oh. has requested to do a bonus episode of Wheels. The fictional Why, character? The fictional Wheels? character. Why? He, got, he started being mean to his grandma. Because <laughs> when his parents died, he got mean to grandma. Did that happen in the yeah. show? Wow. His, the only evil thing he ever did was be like, leave me alone, grandma. I'm going to a party. <laughs> I'm going to a party with Joey and Snake. 
We're playing. Most Canadian character. Yes, face. The most Canadian face. What are you talking about? Jeans and jean jacket, glasses, short long. Red mullet. Full schlong. Yeah. Big square glasses. When I say schlong, I mean short long, not a dick. Not a not a Hebrew penis. Schlong. Um. So how was your guys' Thanksgiving? It was just Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> how did you guys... How was it? Uh, very good. Nice. Yeah? Did you get a lot of eggs? Yeah, I actually... You know what? I had a day yesterday where I only ate eggs for three different meals. Really? But I didn't notice it was happening at the time. On Thanksgiving Monday? On, Thanksgiving Monday. On. Because I had leftovers. But also, uh, my wife got a, a bonus pack of 18 eggs. <laughs> Hey. She was like for a deal. Like, what What's a deal? the bonus? So we had <laughs> so like she bought us Chevrolet. She found a deal. They were on sale, eighteen eggs. So like, what were the three meals? So listen to this. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. A bonus pack and, of eighteen eggs. And our American listeners, pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I. Yeah, because this could happen to you, late November. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is that a warning? <laughs> Watch out for the eggs on Thanksgiving. If you're not careful, but this so will happen to Saturday, you. Saturday, we had classic Thanksgiving dinner at her mom's house. <clears throat> Sunday, classic Thanksgiving at dinner at my parents' house. So we had some leftovers. At my pa- family's uh, Thanksgiving, someone always makes deviled eggs. A huge fucking tray of them. <laughs> so then uh. yesterday morning, <laughs> you know, the kids are still home. They got the day off. I just whipped up two uh, eggs over easy on a piece of toast for breakfast. Classic. Without thinking about That's it. Classic meal. Yeah, classic. Eggs number See, one with uh, James will like this red rose or green tea. Ah, nice. Okay, friend, wow, Katie yeah. Brown. Yep, we're Shout in a text to thread. Brown. But the three of us bond over red rose black tea. Great commercials from the nineties. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hardly. Sir, did you travel to Canada to explore its nature? Hardly. I came for the tea. Those were the Red Rose commercials from the 90s. Yeah. (laughs) It was uh, Oswald (laughs) Mosley. They let him out of prison to do a Red Rose tea commercial? I came for a Red Rose tea. (laughs) But yeah, so I had two over-easy eggs and toast for breakfast. I respect that. Then for lunch... I had two leftover deviled eggs. Mm. I didn't even think that I had eggs that morning. Satan's well, they're different eggs. enough kinds of eggs that you wouldn't... I could get it. You, don't you even, wouldn't even recognize they were from the same animal. So what's the egg tally at this point? Four? Four. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how many, now tell us about the other uh, 14 How many eggs. egg points do you have? We obviously, we're, out, we, we're like over-dinnered by this point on Monday night. And weirdly enough, there was a bunch of teens or like young people in my family. They took all the leftovers because they're university kids. Uh, my cousin, who's 20, and his cousin, who's 18, and their girlfriends, they all took a ton of ham and turkey home. So we didn't have anything like that. So, but we're the older family, you know, it's okay. So anyways. Yeah, your kids don't need ham and turkey. <laughs> I know. What the hell? No one left us ham and turkey, but we had enough pumpkin pie. But anyways, my <laughs> wife says, let's not make a big deal about, uh, you know, dinner tonight. So let's dip into that <laughs> amazing 18 egg pack I got. <laughs> and we made six, we used six eggs to make... <laughs> 
<laughs> bacon, onion, and cheddar omelets. Nice. For me, my wife, and our two girls. For some reason. And so I, I probably had two more eggs in omelet form <laughs> for dinner. And today, I gotta say, and you know, when they want, they say lose weight, bring your blood pressure down, bring your blood sugars down, eat a lot of protein. Yeah. I guess I did well yesterday in yeah. that regard. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. also, egg overload, I definitely had a generous uh, BM today. Oh, interesting. After my morning Earl Grey tea. Okay. So without realizing it, you had sort of six eggs and only eggs over a day. Yeah, yeah. Well, now we know another ghost to haunt Parliament. The egg. the most secret intro we've ever done. Chris, but it's also funny. Chris uh, complaining about, there were too many eggs and shitting on John Kirchner's mouth. Too many eggs. When you were like, we dipped in to the egg stash for some reason I pictured you guys out in dark with like trowels digging up where you've buried all your hoard of eggs well here's the thing it, it only it only takes about a grave's depth maybe a little bit more six seven feet eight feet down to get like fridge like uh, cooling mm-hmm. for eggs if you want to keep them underground yeah and we do the, we do live beside a graveyard and keep our eggs in an empty grave. In the Middle Ages, in the Middle Age, in the Middle Ages, they used to bury their Stouffer's mac and cheese about six feet down <laughs> to keep it cold. Sometimes when they the. <laughs> watching this you don't understand he just gave a very sincere look to me and it was very funny no but it is true sometimes um the the what's the man that works at the graveyard at night the crypt uh, keeper jeremy yeah jeremy the crypt keeper he will see us digging in our grave and go hey you do not rob jewelry from the old dead uh, corpses of that grave and we go, no, no, Jeremy, we're getting some eggs. <laughs> this is our, the egg one. They're a good source of protein. Yeah. Six a day? <laughs> <laughs> Keeps the chickens away, yeah. Six eggs. Thanks, Jeremy. We didn't have turkey for my Thanksgiving. We had, my mom made chicken with cheese melted on it. <laughs> chicken, she made oh that's uh, so not like a roast chicken, like a, it was like breast. a chicken breast with tomatoes and balsamic, some sort of sauce, and each piece of chicken had a slice of cheese melted Mike, on it. Mike, chicken Mike, chicken. Mike, no, I want to know. But then also, we had a an eggplant dish, um, and then also some potatoes. But then also. She was like, oh, no, I burned the rice. <laughs> and I came out of the bathroom to hear that. And I was like, oh, no, no Thanksgiving rice? <laughs> <laughs> Why, whatever did you bury your olives in? <laughs> so uh, cheese with sh- chicken with cheese on it and some rice <laughs> and some eggplants. Just like the pilgrims ate Mike, at the first I, Thanksgiving. See, I would have made you guys a chicken burger without a bun. Yeah, I don't know That's how true. to say this to you. And but a salad as well. You yeah. were assaulted. <laughs> That's a crime. I mean, yeah. you, you technically did not have Thanksgiving. No, and the funny <laughs> thing is... No, actually, we listed things we hated. I, instead of things I we texted were her the day before. before to say, I'm at you the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> I texted her while I was at the grocery store saying, do you need anything for tomorrow? I'm currently at the grocery store. Immediately, nope, I have everything we need. <laughs> 
<laughs> but she didn't give me the plan. Yeah. <laughs> I got chicken. I got cheese. What else do you need? It was I maybe have, some rice. I have concrete. I have shingles. <laughs> An eggplant. It was funny. <laughs> Mike texted a picture of his of like the the dinner and his mom was in the picture mm-hmm. and I said to Mike, "Whoa, is that your mom? She's very fashionable." Because I noticed I felt like she was dressed well. Which and one Mike, was your mom? Mike, Mike goes. <laughs> and Mike goes. Thank you. She just got back from Paris Fashion Week. <laughs> For some reason, that was really funny to me. Which one was your mom? The one standing up or the one sitting down? Sitting down one. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. yeah oh yeah. 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 yeah, she was very fashionable. <laughs> anyway, yeah, she was James, nice. I, I agree with she you. I nice, thought she was very fashionable. She had a nice blouse on, but I'm just gonna say and cool it was glasses. A, it was a weird meal. Yeah. A weird meal as if uh twelve people who were not in communication <laughs> were all told to just go given ten dollars to go buy something at a grocery store and then whatever they bought was turned into we'll one. Go in a pot. Yeah. <laughs> Does Lorraine that's her name, right? Yeah. Does she listen to this? No. Okay, good. <laughs> but if she does, just by chance, it sounds bold and exciting. Yes, and different, fusion, fun, fusion Thanksgiving. Fusion yeah. Thanksgiving sounds fun. Did you guys have a more traditional Thanksgiving meal? Uh, well, James and I actually we just went to Wonderland. <laughs> That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. David and I got turkey funnel cake at Canada's Wonderland <laughs> and uh, uh, gravy no, we shakes. Rode, we rode the dragon fire. Yeah. <laughs> Do not uh, drink your gravy shake before going on the bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're about those guys who got stuck upside down for 30 minutes at Canada's Wonderland. Did that really happen? Yeah, like a few weeks ago, a roller coaster literally got stuck. While it was like upside, everyone's upside down for thirty minutes, and people yeah. had to wait. For oh them to God! Yeah. them and to fix it. Yeah, and they had a guy at the bottom with two big poles, and he would just tickle people <laughs> under their armpits while they were waiting. A waste of said, money. They kept saying, "It's a glitch. It's a glitch. This guy's part of the glitch. It's yeah. all just a glitch. He's yeah. part of the glitch. It's a glitch. Um, nothing's happening to you." <laughs> <laughs> Why are you complaining? Nothing's happening. Now, let me ask you guys. Would you like to be stuck on a roller coaster completely upside down for half an hour? Pre or, like, have have I eaten eggs that day? And my, Six eggs. And my beside, <laughs> Pamela Lee Anderson. Oh. oh she's hot. Pamela Anderson Lee. And then you... She seems... Mm, I love what? Pamela Anderson. But? You like barbed wire? But... She wouldn't pick a cool, chill guy like us by the looks of her uh, Exes? documentary I watched. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, who she, who did she date? Kid Rock, Tommy Lee, obviously. Buckethead. <laughs> she dated Buckethead. She had two kids with Buckethead. Did she actually date? Buckethead? They have little oh. little buckets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have cu- cups on their heads. Yeah, Dixie cups. <laughs> Dixie cups. <laughs> When new metal was at its height, she was like, ooh, look at all the men types I like on stage. Yeah, you're right. Anybody else? Woodstock 99 is her style of man. She, in the 90s. She's the one who suggested adding the word insane to the clown posse. Did you know? (laughs) She was the one who was like, honestly, you two are nuts. You know what's funny? Speaking of 9-11... I for some reason watched a video of the we Howard weren't speaking of 9/11. Well, you'll see how it all connects. Know, like... You'll see how it all connects. Uh, yeah, I was watching 9/11 so people were stuck on a roller coaster too. That's yeah. the worst. <laughs> I was watching how, how 
I was watching how Howard Stern reacted to 9-11 in real time for some reason. And he's talking about all the people on his show are like, Howard, you must have slept with Pamela Anderson, Howard. And he's like, no, I swear. You know, we we flirted a bit, but I never slept with her, I swear. And everyone's like, Howard, come on. And then they announced 9-11. So anyway, it all kind of gets tied together. Yeah, I'd love to see that chat full circle. cut with re- the real-time footage of the play. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably someone on there like listening to it. There's probably someone on one of the planes with their headphones like plugged into the arm, not realizing what is going on because they're just in their own little world listening. Whoa, to did Howard sleep Howard with Stern on satellite radio? Yeah. And then when the plane crashes into the building, they think they've landed at yeah. the airport. Uh, everyone, would you guys settle down? I want to find out if Howard Stern had sex with Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Do you think that when the plane crashed in the building, the first plane crashed in the building, some of the passengers stood up and got their bags from the other? <laughs> they stood up too early, and they were still like standing up. <laughs> there was a guy. There was some guy, <laughs> like hunched over underneath the baggage cart, but standing up anyway for no reason. Think of <laughs> and the guy in the office is like, "I'm trying to listen to Stern." <laughs> Do you know how I get to the baggage claim and then the building collapses? They're like, here we go. But did he have sex with Pamela? Uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get That's the, the Bush, the destroyed. guy leading into the to Bush, the Secret Service guy whispering, he was saying, We don't know if Howard Stern had sex with Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Sir. I swear I didn't have sex with Pamela Anderson, Robin. <laughs> oh, come on, you know you know if you did. That's my Robin. That's what she sounds like. It's good. It's, it's a good, good impression. It's good. It's not. No, it's okay. No, never again. I did it once and it was perfect. Um. Um. Well, my Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> I might get a beer, but I can hear you. Sure. Okay? Yeah. 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 Oh, but I wanted you here for my Thanksgiving. I'm going to be able to hear you. Yeah, but you won't be able to laugh into the microphone in your Robin. I'll laugh. Mind. I'll laugh. It's okay. Your Thanksgiving was funny. <laughs> I am. Um, this I, I've got to hear. <laughs> it's not that funny. But I ordered uh, from Swiss Chalet. Nice. Which For is the a Canadian, seafood lover in a, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Swiss Chalet. Always six more for four fifty. <laughs> I, um, I ordered a. They had a Thanksgiving special. It's basically exactly the festive special, but you get a piece of pie instead of uh, chocolate. Nice. And in the little chocolate Bible. Now they wouldn't take my credit card. For some reason, and they wouldn't take my either Canadian or American credit card, so I set it to pay by cash, right? Mm-hmm. So I get this this address it wouldn't accept the place where we are because there's a half at the end of the number. It's something right. and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, this must be like Edward Snowden's life. This is guys. It's a lot like uh, Edward Scissorhands' life. <laughs> um, and so I put in the address and it wouldn't accept it. So I put the address next door and I said, "Meet me outside." So I waited. It said, you know, the little website comes up and it says, this is going to be here at yeah. whatever, 4.39 p.m. And were you singing to yourself like, I've got a date with some chicken? <laughs> I, I actually had every knife and fork laid out in front of me <laughs> so I could take my pick with every morsel. But um, so what happened was I got an email from them saying, you need to call us right away. <laughs> and then I called and I was on hold for like 10 minutes. And I got a second email saying like, no, really, you've got to call us right away. And I was on hold. Finally, I got through. And I was like, I got an email saying that my food was not going to come unless I called. What's going on with my food? And they went, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with your food. 
And I was like, well, why did I get this email? Oh, um, the guy came to deliver it and, uh, and, he, and he couldn't get in, so he left. And I was like, oh, I said to like meet me at the door. Yeah, he called you, but he, he didn't get an answer. And I was like, I didn't get any calls. I got a call from my mom during this time. <laughs> didn't pick up. Was she delivering the... No, I she wish, because she would have fucking got it here. So, I, <laughs> so they were like, okay, well, we'll tell him to come back. And I was like, it's been like a, two hours already. It's going to be cold. <laughs> and they went, I know, but he's already on his way back, and we can't stop him. <laughs> we can't stop him. <laughs> We can't stop him. <laughs> Once he chooses a target until their throat is slashed, he'll never slumber again. So you I didn't launch an interceptor yeah. in the cold, in the frigid, frosty cold. I waited outside for another hour. This is Thanksgiving? This is thanks is a Monday. This is what, yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. So I waited outside for another hour. And I was on the phone with a friend of mine and I was like this chick, fucking chick is not going to fucking come. I'm so mad. And I was like, I want a refund. And they reminded me I actually had it set to pay cash on arrival. And I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to walk away. So whenever he arrives with the chicken, he'll be like, curses. I can't deliver it or get paid. Because right. whatever. I'm sure they don't charge him for it. Right. And, and I went to get a patty. <laughs> And then I went to Popeyes and got chicken in three minutes and then came back. Wait, and got Popeyes you got Popeyes and a beef patty? Yes. Have you <laughs> never really hungry? I was, it was a long wait. Wait, you didn't get some rice and an eggplant? <laughs> no, I, they did have burnt rice, but I, I was did too the, traditional for me. Did the Swiss chalet have cheese and tomato yeah. on it? Cranberry sauce, I didn't was missing order. gravy, mashed potatoes. You didn't get any of that. No. No bean Sorry, casserole. Mike. No bean casserole. No shoelace uh, French fries. (laughs) Any dessert? No fruit by the foot. There was no fruit by the foot or the gum that looks like it's in a tape measure. But that's fruit by the foot. Oh, oh. there you yeah, the gut. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> bubble tape. That's okay. it. Have you ever measured your the, penis with the gum <laughs> bubble tape? How many Jews is this? Point. How many Jews? How many Jews? Oh no, I got the powdered sugar on fruit by the foot. <laughs> it's um blueberry, lemon, and peach. <laughs> Mine is about what how, fruit, fruit by the foot costs what two bucks? Mine's about ten cents of fruit by the foot. Yeah. Guys, I'm also going to give an amazing teaser. I also have a Thanksgiving story, and I'm not joking. I'm not joking. It is scary. So you're going to edit this yeah, out and put this in the bonus? No, but it's I'll save scary? it. I'll, okay, we'll, we'll save, save it for, for the bonus. bonus. I'll save it for the bonus, but it hey, is scary. Have you fucking subscribe to the, bo- right. of the Patreon yet? Yeah. Well, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Listen, James has a scary Thanksgiving tale. I genuinely do. Not gonna be gobble, free. gobble, and children. What is the, uh, what is the Patreon uh, info? Yes, Michael, thank you. Check it out. Patreon.com slash evilmen. You get two bonus episodes a month, and you get to go on our Discord. Patreon.com slash evilmen. You know Would you guys mind if I did a quick... Um, a promo tech wiki? For Talk about Windows 95. <laughs> Would you mind if I gave a quick shout out to Joe Fuda? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So I also just wanted to give a quick shout out to Joe Fuda, who is a listener to Evil Man and a Patreon subscriber too. He is an amazing photographer and he did photos for my wedding and they're incredible. And I just wanted to give a little personal shout out. If you ever need a photographer and you're in Montreal or Toronto, check out his Instagram at Fudagraphy. F-U-D-A-G-R-A-P-H-Y. Joe is an amazing photographer, and I just wanted to give I him also, a shout-out, and yeah. thank you for letting me do and that. And while we're known him forever, too, and the proof is 
like you said, on his Instagram. Yes. Look at those photos. The, <laughs> the proof that we know him is on. I also, if we're doing shout-outs and we're all taking time to do one well, big, long shout-out, okay. I thought I'd give a shout-out to uh, Meg and Peter and Lois and Stewie, the Griffins, uh, one of TV's, I think, TV's first family. Beep, beep. <laughs> Beep, beep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> David. Yeah. You chose our evil man topic for this week. Who did you choose? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> oh, well, I you gave a few options and Mike chose. Okay, Mike. Well, who right, did David tell choose? Me who he chose and then I'll say it. This week's evil men subject is a man, one of five that you suggested for. Oh, maybe more. Um, oh, that's hot. His real name <laughs> is Ross Ulbricht, but he's better known to the public as the Dread Pirate Roberts, the the man who set up the illegal darknet uh, narcotics trading website marketplace, The Silk Road. And as I was looking up pictures of him. Who does this guy look like, guys? Oh my God, he looks Wait, just like James. That looks exactly like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> he looks just like James. Oh my! I, I honestly thought that was me put through a filter. You better not let Ebony see this guy. Yeah, right. He's, probably, he's in jail. <laughs> he's probably richer than me. Well, he was. I would love to hear him play his red Stratocaster. <laughs> <laughs> So Ross Ulbricht, not Lars Ulrich, that's the drummer from Metallica. <laughs> this is Ross Ulbricht, and uh, he, I didn't know much about him. I knew about the Silk Road. Did you guys remember when that was? Uh, yeah. yeah. The news 10 years ago? Yeah. They I, br- did, uh, I bought Claritin off there. <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny thing is, I think you literally could have. Really? From what I understand. I pictured a man with like... Uh, like a runny nose and uh, itchy eyes in a bathrobe walking to a dark alley. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get this started. Ross Ulbricht is an American serving life imprisonment for creating and operating the Darknet market website Silk Road, a.k.a. the Amazon of the underworld, basically. Uh, And it existed... Great idea. The guy's a genius. Yeah, the Amazon's full of life and monkeys and stuff. <laughs> the Silk Road existed from only for two years, from 2011 to 2013. That's it? When he was arrested, yeah. The site operated as a hidden service on the... Burger restaurants in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> if you open up the, co- the corner of College and Clinton, you won't last longer than uh, two years. <laughs> uh, the Silk Road... <laughs> It operated as a hidden service on the Tor network. That's the yeah, Onion the Router. router yeah. I don't know this shit. And he facilitated the sale of narcotics and other illegal products and services. Um, he ran the site under the pseudonym Dread Pirate Roberts, which is a reference to the character that Carrie Elwise played in The Princess Bride. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. As you wish. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> And if you guys remember to that blave, movie, which as we all know means to bluff, you've all movie. seen you've all seen the Princess Bride, right? Because yeah. if you've seen it, you'll remember that the character Dread Pirate Roberts sold other characters cocaine and heroin on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine singing "Yo Ho Ho" while tapping away on your keyboard. <laughs> Mike, do you explain how the dark web 
how you access the dark web? Because I did look it up once. For I real. Will, I mean, in a very Okay, I'll let you do stroke. it. I just was throwing it well, out there. What did you... this guy do when he was a kid? I mean, he just well, started it's, at the top? From what I understand, he grew up in Orangeville. Oh, sorry. That was you, James. Because <laughs> he looks so similar. Yeah. Uh, so He looks like he's from New Zealand. He's so, like New Zealand James. Well, he's from the New Zealand. Looks like the guy from Crowded House. I love that band. Neil yeah. Finn. Neil Finn. Mm. Well, he's from uh, Ross Ulbricht is from the New Zealand of America, Austin, Texas. <laughs> hey, you've wanted to go there for some time. I'll never go, I guess. That's not true. <laughs> Ross Ulbricht <laughs> grew up in uh, Austin, Texas, and he, among other things, he was a Boy Scout who attained the rank of Eagle Scout, the highest rank available. Not a great look for the organization. <laughs> After what he did. Uh, did you did you know that the Boy Scouts? have based on total number of allegations and whatever it's the number one child abusing organization in the history of humanity more than the catholic church Church. well in the of the 20th and 21st century who knows what the catholic church did in the middle ages but the ancient boy scouts probably we are the ancient (laughs) boy scouts (laughs) 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 what badge is that uh, <laughs> I got my Henge Builders first grade and my second grade Henge Builder. So, guys. <laughs> so, uh, Albrecht, he got. Uh, A stone killed Baloo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Ross uh, Albrecht, he graduated from high school in 2002, around the time that bands like The Strokes, The Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, and uh, <laughs> TV on the Radio were really. Oh, yeah. Up steam. And from the Muddy Banks of the Wiska, I think, yeah. came out then, right? That yeah. Nirvana. Yeah. His parents were entrepreneurs, and he also aspired to be a successful entrepreneur. And in many ways, he uh, outdid them and most entrepreneurs. He went to the U of T, no, just like James, no, with the U of Texas. No. Oh, okay. University of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> University of fucking Texas, eh? <laughs> On a full academic scholarship. So we're talking egghead. Yeah. And he graduated in 2006 with a bachelor's degree in physics. Whoa. He then went to Penn State and studied crystallography, which I had to look up. It's the study of crystals and their angles and how they function. Can I say... This is a diff- no offense. This is a difference between college boys and non-college boys. If I hear crystallography, I'm assuming it's the study of crystals. <laughs> oh. No offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, even Chris thought that. Now, even Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the time Ulbricht graduated, he had, get this, guys. He'd become interested in libertarian economic theory and no. adhered to the political philosophy of a man called Ludwig von Mises. And then uh, he also supported Ron Paul Ugh. and became uh, an advocate of something called agorism, uh, which is a radical libertarian political philosophy that comes from the Greek word agora, meaning open market marketplace. And it is a term representing a type of free market anarchist and it endorses counter-economics, which is like using the black or gray market to uh, prevent the government from getting taxes from you. Oh. I think that crystals lead down this road every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's got, true. Wasn't Hitler into, like, jade when he was growing up? Yeah, yeah. Jade. <laughs> he was into jade and amethyst and stuff. <laughs> Uh, so he's a libertarian. He believes in yeah minimal state intervention in 
uh, people's personal so lives or the free five. market. Do your own thing. Do your own thing. And this is a key to understanding what he says drove him to create the Silk Road. But we'll see if that's true later. Uh, he's remembered for participating in college debates in favor of libertarian ideas and defending Ron Paul. In I wonder school. if he followed his own rules in the debates. Just talked over people and right. left at random times and stuff. And he was like, there's no rules, eh? <laughs> I, I, I'm from Texas, I'm eh? I'm from Texas, <laughs> and these are my five fingers. Yeah, does he show up to debates and goes, I will play it your way for now. <laughs> <laughs> Crystals are beautiful. Debate me. <laughs> <laughs> Prove um, me wrong. Ross Ulbricht, he graduated from university in, in Penn State in 2009. He tried a few things, but he failed at them, right? He wanted to be an entrepreneur. He tried day trading, and he tried starting a video game company, but both of these ventures failed, which is too bad because, um, you know, the world could have used a libertarian Luigi's Mansion <laughs> or an Atlas Shrugged RPG. <laughs> I think there actually is an Atlas Shrugged video game. Probably. Yeah. Um, he eventually settled on, uh, he and his friend... <laughs> and we don't know Luigi's political beliefs, so we there might know. be a yeah, libertarian... Be. We know he's a coward. He's mm. Italian, which unfortunately, not to paint all Italians with the same brush, Italy is the birthplace, birthplace of fascism. Of fascism. But and we anarchism. Don't... Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is funny. Giovanni so... Ribisi. <laughs> <laughs> the video game. <laughs> <laughs> so... Ross Ulbricht eventually partnered with his friend who had the funny name Donnie Palmer Tree to help build an online used bookseller, Good Wagon Books. So it's like an Amazon... Like hmm. Abe. Like, is that is a used Abe Books book? was the used bookstore that Amazon eventually bought. Right. Oh. Yeah, big c- competitor to Amazon. So he tried doing a, uh, this sort of uh, online used bookstore. It did okay, not, not amazing. I read that it made like $6,000 a month or something. Um, $6,000 a month would pay for all my expenses. I'd be perfectly happy. Uh, you should start Good Wagon Books. Now, one challenge I found in researching Ross Ulbricht, a.k.a. Dread Pirate Roberts, is that he was such a uh, wanted to stay out of the spotlight so much that there's not a lot like known about him anecdotally that's like <laughs> super interesting. But one thing I did learn watching a BBC documentary called Silk Road, Drugs, Death, and the Dark Web... Uh, one of his friends said that around Austin, Texas, Ross was known as No Shirt Guy. And they showed a bunch of pictures of him <laughs> without a shirt, like in a shopping cart uh, around people's homes. And that's a city that Matthew McConaughey lives in. Yeah. So yeah. you really don't wear your shirt a lot. Yeah. Wow. And then there was a, another story that they The went, government can't get their hands on his shirt <laughs> no, if he doesn't have it. So his friend was like, he, uh, he hated wearing clothes, but he had to do it in the city but we went camping one time, and as soon as we were in the wilderness, Chris, you can maybe relate, all of his clothes came off, and he was naked the whole camping trip while his friends were, like, wearing clothes. This guy's like a cross between me and Chris. <laughs> yeah, he's not bad. Yeah. But yeah, like, even the, like, the government's trying to make us wear clothes. Also, one time I tried to invent silk, and James tried to invent a road. <laughs> so. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> so guys, Good Wagon Books, it's it's sort of not, you know, doing amazing. All right. The name Good Wagon sucks. It sucks yeah. damn crap. Talk, talk to me about branding when you get out of jail. And the thing is, <laughs> at, Good, at Good Wagon Books, you couldn't even buy pure heroin, right? Only used books. So his partner, Palmer Tree, left, left Austin 
and he left Ulbrook behind to run the, the bookstore himself. Around this time, Ulbrook began planning what would become the Silk Road, a marketplace that sold drugs based on basically Amazon, and the original name was going to be called Underground Brokers. I'm sorry. Bad name I also. I don't like that either. No, no that sucks. It's bad at naming stuff. Yes. No offense. You know, no offense, sir. Sorry yeah. to jump back, but for some reason, I just kept picturing going to Indigo Bookstore in Toronto, and there's like a Heather's <laughs> Picks thing on like little bags of heroin and cocaine. And <laughs> 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 like, with a he based the Silk Road on Heather's Picks. Heather's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, So... In his personal diary around this time, he outlined his ideas for a website where people could buy anything anonymously with no trail whatsoever that could lead back to them. He launched the Silk Road, this massive website that could be accessed on the dark web. So you need mm-hmm. to have a special browser. Yeah. Yeah. I, I looked it up. How like just curious. <laughs> but instead of downloading, you know, Google Chrome or yes. Firefox, yeah. you download something called Tor, T O R. And David, is this right? So you installed Tor, but it's like on the dark web, there's, you know, truly no record of anything you've done or go to. And you can't search. You have to, like, know a website's. Like, well, the yeah, because there's, URL. No, yeah. there's no, like, d- uh, domain name server or whatever. You need to know the exact, like, like IP plug. number. Yeah. Basically, it's like the IP address of a particular website or server has no record with the ISP that the domain name server can translate to your browser. So you have to. Ah. You're essentially, essentially, it's like a, a building with no address on it on the street, and you just have to know that's where you're going. Ah, to this place. it's fucked up. Yeah, and you can only and you can only <laughs> access them on the browser tour. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you can only access them on Tor, but Tor does a thing where it like sends packets of data through everyone who's using Tor. James. So all the data is swarming around like f- mosquitoes over a swamp okay. so that you, d- you can't see where any one packet is going. Or, so that's the theory, but obviously like you, all these guys go to jail. Great so. description. Great explanation. Yeah, DDP is a poet. James, I have to... <laughs> <laughs> can you access the Silk Road... If your web browser is Mozarella. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean mozzarella? <laughs> Chris has a mozzarella app. <laughs> I just Google the word heroin. And the FBI swarms her home. <laughs> so the Silk Road launched and he um, publicized it by going to different forums and, and Making up like a fake account, going, "Hey, have you guys heard about this thing? It's like interesting. Mm-hmm. You can buy whatever you want." I thought about doing that on Reddit about this podcast, but I thought it'd be so embarrassing to be caught. <laughs> but there's you occasionally see Reddit threads like, "What's a good podcast?" And I've thought about making up burners. Right. I just thought of the best way to make money: start a business. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, get this: when the Silk Road. Uh, launched it started very quickly picking up steam because he was like advertising it and people were like what the hell you can buy any drug you want uh on this website you just the click of a button mailed to your damn house so the site had i know someone who got uh drugs from silk road they got extra real yeah so listen to this and they live in texas wow so he could have walked it over (laughs) (laughs) yeah no for 100 percent. can i ask you something mike yeah the the uh, DEA agents who go online to try and track these guys down, yeah, or the police, the cops that go to try to track these guys down, do they, even though they're on a computer, do they still dress like Miami Vice guys? 
They use like <laughs> 80s computers to like big chunky screens. <laughs> <laughs> Popping a disc. In. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the Silk Road. Your ass is mine. You typing your ass is mine? <laughs> <laughs> bang. Bang. Because they're shooting at Yeah, it. we're in a speedboat right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a speedboat. What are you wearing? <laughs> so the Silk Road, <laughs> it had 10,000 products. Music, the mouth music. Mouth music. He's good with mouth music. Silk Road had 10,000 products for sale. Uh, 70% of what was available were drugs. So you could get anything. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, stimulants, psychedelics, prescription drugs. The other 30%. Opioids. Well, that's <laughs> the interesting the thing. You could buy um, other things, steroids. <laughs> you could buy fake driver's licenses. Fine. Ooh. You could also buy could legal buy goods and services such as clothing, art, books, erotica, jewelry, cigarettes. Which I thought was so funny. Imagine buying cigarettes on the dark web. What are you doing on the computer, son? Um, Nothing. Or like, or, or a again. Yeah. A essay cardigan? writing service as well was offered. You could get like someone essay to write. Yeah, on the dark web on uh, Silk Road. You could Road. get a two of the three Lord of the Rings books on the Silk Road. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to uh, The first buy, and the last one. Imagine getting like uh, buying Bitcoin so you could go through the whole process of buying a pack of smokes. <laughs> I got firecrackers on the Silk Road. <laughs> and, then, and then the cost of this, like the yeah. Bitcoin you spent is like $60,000 now. Um, there well, was a sister site. Unfortunately, Bitcoin only works on the Silk Road. Yeah. <laughs> where did you get these incredible mid-century chairs? <laughs> you wouldn't believe it if I told you. Have you heard of the Tor browser? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, there was a sister site to the Silk Road that he ran called the Armory, which sold called like Mrs. weapons. Silk Road. Oh, oh. It sold weapons. But this is interesting. Oh, it shut down. It shut down because there was a lack of interest. Because I guess guns are so readily available in America. Yeah. People didn't And in to. Thailand. In Thailand. The two countries that want guns have guns. When you even go to buy a computer in the U.S., a gun falls out of your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> now. There's a gun rack on the side of every PC. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty wild west on the Silk Road. But even, <laughs> even Ulbricht, with all of his libertarian principles, had some rules that he uh, thought was crossing a line. Rule so number one, no gossip. On the Silk Road. <laughs> no he, gossip. He... Uh, he would Sorry. say no gossip, and he said that you'll never be able to buy child pornography or hire hitmen for assassination. So you know who would have hated the Silk Road? Michael Jackson, the king of pop. <laughs> right, because he always wanted other uh, princes of pop assassinated. <laughs> he wanted to become the emperor of pop, but he had to just... basically the Macbeth of pop. He hated cigarettes, too. But, <laughs> so, he was the Iago of pop. This is my impression of Michael Jackson smoking. <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> <laughs> truly, humor. No. Basically, oh, he his only ethics were you can buy anything, guns, drugs, whatever, but not, not child pornography or hitmen. Yes. Or original Now, where the fuck could you get a hitman? Well. I still can't find a place. <laughs> so I, there, I thought the whole, I mean, forgive me for you have the facts and I, I just you. have the rumors, but I thought... You could hire a hitman on the Silk Road. So here's the thing. You could never do it on the Silk Road. Did but. he himself try it? We, we, we shall see. Oh. oh. Yeah, so I was going to say, this guy's not that evil. Tune in for season two. 
So, and just to <laughs> fill in the blanks, if you're not sure, the original Silk Road was, of course, a network of Eurasian trade routes active from the second century <laughs> until the mid-15th century. And on these routes, you could buy anything from rare silks and exotic spices to kick-ass weed. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the time of Marco Polo? He was uh, in that long window, yes. Mm. That long window. Well, he said, like, from, like, the third century to the 15th century. Yeah. yeah. So everything, <laughs> everything you bought on the Silk Road was yes, it was Bitcoin, which made uh, your purchases Party, anonymous. Right. <laughs> right. So, hey guys, <laughs> boys, we always get in. Tr- we always get in trouble. No, it's good because <laughs> it just yeah. So yeah, everything so was purchased. We're filming with- this because you just like the. Cryptocurrency anyway. was how you bought stuff, right? Okay. From yeah. the Silk Road. Satoshis. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Guys, do you want to know how successful Dread Pirate Roberts was financially? Yes. On the Silk Road. So an indictment filed against him in a New York court said the site had generated over 9.5 million bitcoins in sales revenue and over 600,000 bitcoins in commissions for its owner. Uh, so he, the, the entire site made about $1.2 billion in sales he personally made eighty million at least in commissions. Wow! Some say one hundred and four million. Hmm. Personally, so who's, a good who's way counting? To, to make money is to start a business where everyone else makes money, and you just do what the government does and take a cut. <laughs> yes, and he also had twenty million dollars in Bitcoin in addition to that. Wow! Now we should build our podcast on the model of Amazon. <laughs> you should build your podcast on Web3. Well, you guys have no idea what that is. All right. <laughs> is it like Shrek? Is it like Shrek it's 3? Dist- it's a distributed uh, certificate model of having... I don't, I'm not going to get into it because it's going to take forever. TV is my friend who's the most like Tron. <laughs> Basically, he inside a computer, and we're not letting him talk about it right now. Thank you. So, even though he was like immensely successful, the guy's, you know, maybe a hundred millionaire. Yeah. He, he feels annoyed that he can't tell anyone what he's doing, and he, he does feel a burning desire to, for the recognition, because in this documentary I watched, he was like, I hate... Everyone thinks I'm a loser, just unemployed, a bum, because he didn't spend all his money in an ostentatious way. Yeah. He still like lived with roommates. Wow. Secondhand furniture. He didn't like even buy a nice and car. And is this out of fear of if you spend a lot of money, low, they go where? Laying low, I yeah, guess. Yeah. And so he was like... And his roommates thought, used to beat him up and yeah. shit in his peanut butter all the time. <laughs> he used to beg on the streets of San Francisco just to keep the scent off. Um, <laughs> but he, he was annoyed that he couldn't tell anyone what he was doing, even his girlfriend. He was also oh. racked with guilt that he couldn't tell the truth to people. But a funny thing, and this led to sort of, it was one of the pieces that led to him being caught. On his public LinkedIn page, while he was running the Silk Road, he, under his like, uh, profile, he wrote that he, he uses economic theory as a means to abolish the use of coercion and aggression amongst mankind Uh-oh. and claimed, I'm creating an economic simulation to give people a first-hand experience of what it would be like to live in a world without the systematic use of force. So that's all nice for him to say, but the o- to have these libertarian principles and be anti-war and stuff, but the only thing he did with his hundreds of millions of dollars was sell, like facilitate the selling of drugs. Yeah. He, he didn't do... 
like anything else. Yeah, it didn't like reduce the price of food or make housing affordable (laughs) or move economic opportunities from rich areas to poor areas. He just did what the Mexican cartels did. Yeah. Yeah, He didn't like drive a truck full of old trombones and French horns to an underprivileged school. (laughs) Not like we did. Remember that? We got in trouble for that. They kept <laughs> they kept asking us trombone guys yeah. go back. A band can't just be fifteen. <laughs> well, no, you no, you're not familiar with ska <laughs> or mega ska. Look, <laughs> see that ska. see that truck over there, kids? It's the dark web coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joey. Go get your go get your trombone, Joey. Go get your trombone, Joey. <laughs> The dark web truck is coming. <laughs> and every one stops running. So after two years of running... After two years of running... We're like brothers. <laughs> do you guys want to hear... Yes. <laughs> ...about how the dread pirate robot was caught? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so after two years of being phenomenally successful as a Silk Road uh, owner and operator... $108 billion. Well, it, yeah, he's making so much money, and despite... Everyone telling him, like, all of his life, like, you're a genius, and him thinking, like, I solved it, I solved life's riddles. He was caught by the FBI because he was sloppy. In fact, <clears throat> instead of the name Dread Pirate Roberts, his maybe in. his code name should have been Sloppy Simon, <laughs> America's sloppiest man. <laughs> all right. What do you guys think of that? That's good. Do you guys want to hear how Dread Pirate Roberts got arrested? <laughs> Dread Pirate Roberts. So it's a bit of a it's computer stuff, right? So the uh, FBI and the IRS had been trying to track down this guy. Who the hell's the Dread Pirate Roberts, right? No. He did an interview anonymously with Forbes, but didn't give away uh, his identity, even though the guy, the interviewer in this documentary was like, who are you? What is your name? Are you a man or a woman? And he didn't catch uh, the Dread Pirate <laughs> Roberts saying, like, here's my name. Um, so a drug agency investigator... Uh, infiltrated the site. They made a deal with the guy who was using the site so that the uh, agent was posing as mm. a drug dealer. So they were getting information about how the site worked. They found out that he used Pacific Time because oh. of this timestamps on his posts and stuff. They seized a Silk Road server in Iceland and made a copy of it, the FBI did. So they had a whole trove of the chat logs and all the information. So they're piecing stuff together. But it feels like it's a hard investigation. Why would you yeah. keep logs of your crimes on your server? And here's the thing. The, the what the... the stu- I mean, for all the nerds listening right now, <laughs> they're spinning around like Sonic the Hedgehog in their chairs. Why the fuck would you keep server logs? It's like we ask that every it's episode. Insane. It's like real pirates... Uh, Keeping inventory of every jewel. Yeah. <laughs> like a, Dear diary, today I pillaged a, sh- a ship, and I loved it. Yeah. And then mailing it to like your beloved back on the mainland, yeah. and someone intercepts it. So and this Ruby is, is genuinely from. Yeah. <laughs> so just like he did, like he had a public LinkedIn that sort of hinted that like, oh, he he's doing something that sounds like the Silk Road. There was an IRS agent who basically just resorted to just Googling things he could think of related to the Silk Road. And this literally like undid <gasps> Dread Pirate, Pirate Roberts. Um, so the IRS guy linked the username Altoid used during the Silk Road's early days to announce the website. And he found someone using the nickname Altoid on a forum post, which Ulbricht, posting under the nickname Altoid, 
asked for programming help and left the email address on the forum, rossulbricht at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> and so this IRS agent just Googling Altoid, Altoid Silk Road, Altoid, you know, um, Amazing. libertarianism or whatever. So they got his email address. Um, and then after tracking him oh, down... Yeah, I thought he was a genius. That's what, you know, he is in, no, in some he ways. he's a crystallographer. <laughs> So here's how they, they caught him. After tracking him down, keeping him <laughs> under surveillance, they found out that he was in San Francisco. Even though he's using the onion router, they found like yeah. that his, he was logging on somewhere near San Francisco. Because they tracked the rice-a-roni directly to his house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they were like, we need to get him while he has the laptop open and he's logged in to the Silk Road. And we need to get it away from him before he... like encrypts it or like does something to, mm. to hide all the information. So they sent in FBI agents to the library and there's footage of this and the FBI agents go in, he's sitting at a table with his laptop doing the Silk Road and a female and male agent go behind him and they start having an, like a loud argument like to distract him and eventually he turns around and then another agent just comes and zoinks the, the laptop away from him and then they all pounce on him and arrest him. So they had it logged in and they like made a copy of it on like a USB key instantly. Do you think Whoa. when they pounced on him they rolled around back and forth on him like this and said steamroller. I also wonder what the fake argument was about. I also yeah. wonder like, when was he, was this why he did it the from the 13, library not like an underground hiding space. Yeah, I think public what? Wi-Fi because it was like mm, I don't know. Uh, it's like a public phone. Yeah, phone. I wonder if he was. I wonder if he, they were arguing over whether five years ago, No Country for Old Men or or <laughs> There Will Be Blood, <laughs> which one should have won the Oscar? Could have been yeah. if it was at that I time. I think it should have been There Will Be. I think There Will Be Blood got robbed. You know, Oof. I'd turn around if I heard that. Hmm. So they, they were got, probably they were in the library. They were probably arguing if Stephen King's Dark Tower series is actually good. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> I like Flag. It's a good character. Randall Flag. So he'd been living in San Francisco at the time of his arrest, Clean right? Him. And get get a load of this. Yes. While he was living in a like a house share, like he had two roommates, and he was paying a thousand dollars a month living with secondhand furniture. Uh, he told his roommates that his name was Josh, so he lied to them. And I just got to say, selling heroin and ecstasy online and cocaine is one thing, but lying to your roommates about your name, that's going a bit too far. That bumps him up. Yeah. That bumps him up. I'm Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. You look more like a Ross. <laughs> no, who told you that? I'm pretty sure it's I'm It's not Josh. Ross, it's Joss. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably how Joss Whedon like, got, became Joss Whedon. Joss. He was aiming for Josh, <laughs> but he fell short by like two feet. Yeah, he fell. I'm Josh. Hey, Josh, how's it going? Are you talking to me? <laughs> I'm Josh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't recognize what you said because I'm Joss. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> so they got they've got the fucking dread pirate Roberts. Uh, they got Ulbricht, and he's charged with all sorts of crimes, engaging in continuing uh, continuing criminal enterprise. Basically, he's charged with narcotics conspiracy, uh, money laundering, computer hacking. 
there's a trial, and in 2015, he was sentenced to double life imprisonment plus 40 years without the possibility of parole. I'm surprised What's they the didn't bunk? make him walk his own flank. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, pirate. I don't understand this thing in America they do where they're like, you're going to go to jail for the rest of your life, and then, should you rise from the grave, <laughs> an entire other life, and then, should you rise from the grave yet again, 40 years of that life. They just are a hardcore criminal to feel fucked. <laughs> yeah, but, then, but if you're a guy and you're in life for life and life in 40 years, you can just do whatever you want when you're in prison. You can jerk off. You can poke the nose of anyone you want because you're not going to get... You what, what are they going to do? Give you more jail? Yeah, that's You can just true. go around and murder everyone in the prison. And then they'll be like, well, what are we going to do? Give them more jail? Yeah, let's give them more jail. And then once everybody's dead in the prison... You can put truck tires on it and drive it around and have your own autonomy in a giant prison car. You're right. What's stopping any criminal from doing that? He was also charged. Guys, he was charged with uh, trying to hire like hitmen online to kill five people who he thought were going to like spill the beans, uh, reveal who he was and who his users were. He was in what website did he use for that? No way. On I the Silk Road, too. Was... But like in private messages. Oh, no. Don't you? Yeah. He like was playing the game. They heard him in like online chat in the game Hitman 3. Being like, <laughs> how do I get you to kill someone? Yeah. Uh, sir, I'm 13 oh, years old. So he's a hypocrite. He's a goddamn hypocrite who started off saying like, I want to change the world and make the world a better place. Who's Next he thing, trying you know, to kill? Uh, People who use the site who are like, we have information on who you are and some of your other users who were going to spill the beans. So he, they were going to blackmail him. Bean spillers. Yeah. He was like, you don't spill my beans. Uh, These beans belong to he my He appealed his sentences, but they it was shut down. So he's still in jail, I think, in Tucson now. Ooh. So if you're in Tucson... Tucson, uh, Arizona. I shot a man in Tucson. Just to it's watch weird you're creating a business that deals with just crime. Uh, invites trouble. <laughs> Do you notice that? Yeah. It's almost he w- as if a criminal enterprise, if you will, yeah. is itself inherently dangerous. Yeah. Well, it's funny because... I originally didn't want to hire a hitman to kill anybody, but a couple years later I found myself knee-deep in crime. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the only way out. And you're asking yourself... How did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should start from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the, this documentary I keep talking about, people are like, yeah, it was better because it was uh, safer and easier. Just with the click of a you know a few mouse clicks, you could order the stuff. You don't have to meet people, and people in a would, dark alleyway. And uh, Sorry to interrupt you. P- people, people would mail like heroin in the mail? In the mail. They would show... They'd hide it in chocolate bars, in like jewelry cases, and whatever classic. Uh, yeah. Drug. Well, they hide it in the big Cadbury's uh, <laughs> chocolate bar that also has like uh, Easter egg crumbs in it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Those are the best. We get those That's sometimes. That's heroin. <laughs> the Cadbury's mini eggs chocolate bar. We hid cigarettes so inside of a Jersey milk bar. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if they could get them between sesame snaps. Oh, Ooh, Mike. God. I One time I couldn't it. find any uh, M&M's unless I ordered a package of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just want the M&M's. <laughs> In America right now, or for a while, there was a huge Sriracha. How do you say yeah, it? Sriracha. Sriracha. 
shortage, right? Yeah. You couldn't get it anywhere. Yeah. And the and I, I know people who ordered Chinese food from like whatever restaurants because they give you two little like packages of sriracha with it and they'd be like oh what should we order tonight it has to be Chinese food we need to restock our thing and they ha- <laughs> I know a guy who has like 20 p- little packets of sriracha that he Does got Does he wear the sriracha t-shirt that Urban Outfitters sold 10 years ago? That was a, always a cool t-shirt to have <laughs> Did someone not get you a sriracha t-shirt that you asked for Chris? No there's a part of me that thinks it's like a really dumb t-shirt But another <laughs> part of you Wants an XL one, so it's all big and cozy. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if a lady wore a Roger lingerie. Oh my god! Oh my a, god! That's oh. sexy, Mike. Yeah. Just imagine a lady, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, guys, she puts Roger on your penis, and she puts Roger on her vagina, and then you call the cops on each other. So, the end of the story of pirate <laughs> dread, the way, pirate Roberts is he's rotting in jail for the rest of his life. And in some corners of the libertarian community, he's considered a hero, and there's like a movement to to free him and have him pardoned because they're like awesome. he's like he's living out his libertarian ideals. I don't know if he was. You know how you free somebody from prison? You just fly over it with a helicopter and drop a ladder. <laughs> just like in Superman too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that story was going to be about a silk nightie that covers my ass, <laughs> but it was totally different. Yeah, yeah, that was really... He's about a man who looks a lot like James Hartnett. Yes! He calls himself a pirate. Mm-hmm. And he calls himself James Hartnett, as, as far as I could tell. I wasn't paying that close attention. That's cool. James, would you switch places with uh, Ross Ulbricht right now? Right now, to be in prison, no. But, you know what? Good question. No offense. Imagine I'm living in Austin with with $100 million in the bank, but I can't spend it or... Tell anyone. That's the thing. He didn't get to and enjoy a fake email so they couldn't track you. <laughs> <laughs> James the Crime Man at gmail.com. But James he... the Crime Man. <laughs> and everyone thought your name was Jace. Mm. <laughs> you told your name was Jace. But yeah, he didn't get to enjoy even a single penny of the money he made. That sucks. I wonder if it's still I hope out he gets free Roger in prison, at least. <laughs> do, you think they, do you think some of that money is still out there, like looking for a new home? I think there's tons of money out there. Yeah, like you just have to find it. It's fucking crazy. If you if can't, you know where the money is. Can you email me at david dot? <laughs> think about what we do with our lives. We sit inside all day yeah. and read stories about people <laughs> with money. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> That's all we do. The news is just people with money fucking about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there you go. Well, is Good it- work, Mike. I really do apologize for interrupting when we were giddy there for a second. No, it's okay. We're having a, a part. We're all high on and chicken. To be honest, I, a misunder- chicken meal? I misunderstood what the premise of the podcast was. So I- <laughs> You thought it was have your own convo. I thought it was have my own convo. We're just trying <laughs> to squeeze a word in here. Yeah. And there. yeah. Well, maybe it's time, Michael, to bring out the evilometer. Oh, look at the evilometer. Hold on, is that you, James, or is that you, James? Uh, it has your exact face. I'm me. Okay, it's a doppelganger situation from the old school. Oh, he's saying he's me. Oh my god. Oh no, Mike, oh. how are you gonna? And he has a tray of heroin, cocaine, <laughs> ecstasy, LSD, hash, human growth hormone, and no child pornography. <laughs> <laughs> the owner has no child pornography. <laughs> All right. Yay. Oh, good to see you, buddy. All right, evil scores. David? 
I have to go first? Well, wow, that's punishing. I, 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 um, I, mm. Look, I got to say, a guy who facilitates uh, an enormous amount of drug selling, uh, despite the fact that I'm obviously pro everyone taking heroin and ecstasy and stuff, I still think that's a crime. Crimes are evil by definition. If the government made it a crime, it's evil, and we don't need to consider that. Um, but I think looking for uh, a hitman to kill drug dealers, I mean, that's the guy's not a good guy. Also, he's a libertarian. So libertarian is an automatic five. And then what he did with libertarianism brings up to like, he's like a seven, maybe. I wow. guaranteed people died from that. Guaranteed people took drugs and overdosed and died and shit. And he, he facilitated that. So I would say 7.2. Oh, three. That's a, gr- um, you know what? Okay. Interesting score. Okay. Were you going to give him a two? Yeah. But you're kind of convincing me <laughs> because I guess I thought billions of dollars he's, of drugs. But, you know, he's facilitating but not endorsing or act. He's not, act- he's a little, I mean, fuck, man. He's also guess- selling clothing and erotica. Yeah. And cigarettes. Huh? Okay. Well, that actually might make me lower it down to a 7.02. I'm going with a four. Okay. Because I don't know. Somehow his principles and uh, he, he not not being a, not being as active in the crime, but facilitating makes it less but morally bad to me. Okay. Who goes next, Chris? It'll have to be Chris. Why? What do you give Robert Downey pirates? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit. Mentally, I was in and out of this episode, as you can tell. Uh, his name is the best part of the story. The rest of the stuff was really not very interesting to me. And that's not personal to you, Mike, because you didn't cho- choose it. I didn't give well, him... Well, he did, life. actually. I, I gave him a bunch of options. Okay. That's the one he and chose. I, and I had a lot of stuff to do on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> It was a busy. It was a holiday weekend, yeah. so we're yeah. All so you kind of got screwed, and you did your best. I enjoyed it, but go ahead. I, I mean, it's information that I'm glad I have now. Mm. <laughs> I just wish yeah. it may have been a more like it's exciting Errol Flynn like pirate. Right, I see. Yes, you know, yeah. like jumping uh, from the mast onto the deck, well, swinging on a rope, and going ha ha. He like being naked. He likes doing that kind of thing. Oh yeah, actually. Yeah, but he likes being naked like a nerd. <laughs> I'm naked on the computer. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Shit. I'm going to go, yeah, three. Wow. Because he's just a fucking... Yeah, he, he's facilitating massive crime for sure, but he's kind of like a dweeb about it. <laughs> yeah. Know? But he is a drug dealer, a, a, a heightened version of a, a drug dealer. In a way. He disrupted. Yeah, disruptor. But and also after they shut down the Silk Road, now there are like dozens of other similar sites that sell everything. Wow, I didn't know that. Maybe those guys will get higher up. You could probably them. Yeah, could probably buy a BJ from one of those sites. (laughs) I bet. I'll take the cigarette BJ combo. BJ shows up in a box of chocolates. (laughs) It's just like it's just like lips. It's like the it's like the it's like the candy lips. <laughs> well, I'm gonna give the dreadlock pirate Roberts the numbers. I'll give him a seven. 
Uh, he did, yeah. And he probably caused a lot of death with the drugs he dealt. Um, he um, was naked on the computer, and he lied to his roommate, which I think is Ouch. unforgivable. He said his name was Josh, but it was Ross. Josh is a tough one. Yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> so, yeah, seven. I'm going to give the drug yeah. pirate Roberts. Ross wow, Robert. yeah. interesting. I think um, the fact that he did it on principle makes it worse. He seemed yeah. to, as soon as he started making money, totally abandon whatever principles he thought he was following. I don't know what he thought he would do with all that money. How he Filthy would... lucre. He needs to launder it. Yeah. Have you seen Ozark? Yeah. That's his job. buy a riverboat right. casino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, damn, that was great, Mike. That was great. Thank you. Thanks. If you're listening at home, don't start a uh, dark web uh, marketplace selling... But do go on it. Yes. DG, do you have anything to promote? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, geez, you really caught me off guard here. No, not really. Just, uh, you know, trying to make it in Hollywood and as a screenwriter. And if you guys want to hire me, I... Was the head writer of a magic uh, comedy show, so I could probably write on I don't know, Game of Thrones or something. Describe your perfect day in L.A. Waking up at noon. What? Going back to sleep. Huh? That's it. Wow, it reminds me of the old tales they used to tell about of Dalton Trumbo. Did <laughs> <laughs> oh you see that movie? Or Alexander Wolcott. Did you see that awful movie Trumbo? Trumbo with, with fucking Breaking Bad. Yeah, but I saw I saw a really he funny sucks. tweet of it during the time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was hey, if you made this tweet, I thought it was really really funny. They said, "Uh oh, we're gonna get in a lot of Trumbo." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Something like that. All right, Chris, how would you describe your perfect day in Hollywood? Well. Uncle Phil doesn't throw jazz out of the house. <laughs> oh wait, that's Bel Air. We're just a little bit up from Hollywood there. Um, well, probably uh, going to a store and buying a Simpsons animation cell for five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> James, how would you describe... We know your nightmare day in Hollywood, taking the wrong uh, mouthwash. What's Mm. your perfect day in Hollywood? Getting in the car, driving along Santa Monica, hanging a right on Fairfax, (laughs) hanging a right on Hollywood Boulevard, taking that all the way to Los Feliz, taking that all the way to Atwater Village, (laughs) staying in the car, heading over to Studio City, you know, just being in the car all day. Cool. Oh, yeah. Would you listen to any tunes? No, just drive. <laughs> Would you use the AC? Um, yeah, I might use the AC, but you know it's always a perfect 72 degrees in L.A., and we love our cars. <laughs> uh, what well, the man. hell are you going to do when the genie says... I'll grant you one wish for a day in L.A. I would go to the dead celebrities uh, cemetery and have lunch. <laughs> oh, I would love to have a uh, sliced cheese and <laughs> bologna sandwich next to Dee Dee Ramone's grave. <laughs> 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 and I'm like... Mm-hmm. 
roof of my mouth. <laughs> well, um, should we put a pin in this biatch and then yeah, record a bonus episode? Can I please just say to all the hardcore Evil Men fans <laughs> who may live in Toronto, Tim Gilbert, other Evil Men regular friend and guest, and I have a sketch troupe that's insane called The Two Draculas, and we're doing a show October 27th at the Paradise on Bloor here in Toronto. October, Elmstead, James, is California. <laughs> Toronto, Paradise on Bloor, Two Draculas, A Halloween Frightmare. Let's have uh, Tim on to promote it. Yeah. Before the week. show. Sure. Okay. Let's go look for that. And then also if you're a BC head, you live in Vancouver or Victoria, I'll be in Vancouver November 18th at the Mountain, And I'll be in Victoria November 25th at Heckler's. Go find where to get those tickets and I'll see you there. I'm doing a show in London on Halloween. Nice, oh, Mike. And Mike and Jackie and I have a good November November 10th, 10th in at Kitch- the Yeti in Kitchener. At the Yeti in Kitchener. We're back. I think we have a good little fan base there now. Laugh Squatch. And also, uh, Chris and I will be starting a new podcast where we both watch every Castlevania cartoon yeah. and play every Castlevania video game yeah. and talk about them all one at a time. Castlevania boys. Also, oh, I'm yeah. doing a show in Kitchener Whoa. like one day before you guys. So. Oh, yeah. Opening for Todd Berry. Yeah. You're opening for Todd Berry? I am. In Toronto and He's Kitchener. He's a master of the microphone. He certainly is. An MM. Hmm. Well, everyone, that was a great, another great episode of... This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 